Welcome everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to a year of grace. Today, if y'all can believe it, we are beginning episode 11 together. Y'all, it's Shannon, your something new podcaster. And I am just so happy to be back with y'all today for another episode of a year of grace. Many of y'all have been sharing how vitally important you feel our look into Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, was for you last time. Many of you have talked with me in this interim period about such things as conflict at work, conflict at home, conflict inside relationships, conflict with family, conflict in marriage, conflict with children, conflict with colleagues. Many of y'all have also mentioned the conflicts that are always brewing under the surfaces of our lives. Y'all, this Texas girl can completely understand and empathize with that sentiment. Conflict does, in fact, brew under the surface of many relationships. If there is anything that I am, it is a relationship girl. I am wholeheartedly for relationships. I am pro-relationships. Relationships to me are the most important thing. Relationship with our father. Relationship with his son. Relationships matter more than anything else. And unfortunately, relationships are marred. They're destroyed by conflict, by not understanding how to resolve conflict, by disappointments, by broken promises, by the events in our lives that many times women cannot even begin to express to one another. Many times there are no words for that heartbreak. Many times there are no words for that disappointment. Our Father, though, our Father knows the hearts of His daughters. He knows what he has called forth within us. He knows what he has planned for us. And he knows 
how heartily we value relationships. We don't want to see any more of our relationships destroyed because of conflict. And so he, he provided a solution for us. And as we are studying Paul's words here in the New Testament book of Philippians, that Greek text shines forth and illuminates for us consistently the ways in which we manage to save relationships from conflict. Remember, our text verse for the year is found in Psalm 67, way back in the Old Testament. In the book of Psalms, the book of praises, the book of prayers, the book of corporate worship, the book of silent beseeching of our Lord. Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Relationships. Our relationship with our God, with our Father, relies on his graciousness and his blessing, his making his face shine upon us is the very heart of relationship. Our verses continue that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. One thing that has been a mighty blessing Already in the first 11 times that we have shared is the opportunity that I have had to showcase God's word in such a way that we all become familiar with the interlocking messages of the Old and the New Testaments. They do not compete. They join together to present to us the whole counsel of God's word. Sure, you can take a snippet here, and you can also take a snippet from there, and you can find yourself in the biggest conflict as you argue out what was meant. That is not, I believe, what the scriptures are offering us. I believe these scriptures continually point to God our Father, to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus Christ our Savior by showing us the continuity of God's Word. So whether we're in the Psalms whether we're in Philippians, it does not change or alter or lessen the truth 
of the sanctity, of the sacredness of God's word. So when we begin digging into Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and continuing what we began together last time, what we can be assured of, my sweet dearies, is that when we read and study our Father's Word, we are reading and studying truth. We are reading and studying relationship. We are reading and studying love. If you have your Bible, please run and grab it. When I return, we're hopping together right back into the book of Philippians. But sweet dearies, if you don't have a Bible handy, do not worry. I will read aloud just as soon as I return. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back, everyone. Let's turn our attention to Philippians chapter 2, and let's begin in verse 5. Your attitude, my attitude, should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Verse 6 goes on. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Verse 7 goes on. But made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. The richness of this passage is phenomenal. We are speaking of Christ Jesus imitating Christ's humility in life as a man, still fully God, and yet... He did not consider equality with God, God his Father, and ours, to be something to be grasped. Grasped. Is there a more profound picture in that word than you can even imagine? Is there any other word that paints a better picture of what it is often like living in our world today than to see our brothers and sisters not doing anything but grasping 
think about think about what you observe. Think about how our world is, how we develop so many conflicts. Is it not through the very act and action of grasping constantly? Grasping for things that are not ours. Grasping at things that do not belong to us. Grasping for things that our Father has not called us to do. Grasping at a lifestyle that He did not plan for us. A career, a marriage, a relationship with someone else's husband or wife. Grasping at ways to go around the law, around the rules for our own personal gain, our personal sense of power and influence. And yet, in following Paul's words about Christ Jesus, he goes on to say, That as Christ took the very nature of a servant, as he was made in human likeness, Paul tells us in verse 5, our attitude, your attitude, my attitude should be the same, the exact same that what Christ is demonstrating for us. He took the very nature of a servant. A servant. One placing himself or herself, the Greek, reminds us, under another. Not being forced to do so. Choosing to do so. Choosing to place oneself under another. Focused on the interests of others. Not grasping to be above another, but willingly choosing to settle under another. Of course, in our world today, I pray that this verse resonates within us to such degree that we willingly will place ourselves under another, not to be abused, not to be mistreated or lied to, not to be stolen from or isolated within a community or a relationship. No. Paul speaks nothing of that. I don't want any of that for any of us. And so again, I 
only urge safety and protection. In taking the very nature of a servant, Christ once again demonstrates to us how we can avoid the conflicts that so typically cause relationships to be destroyed. How many times have you heard a friend say something like, well, well, I paid last time, you pay this time? Or how many times, alternatively, have you been out with yet another friend who says for yet another time, oh, I don't remember who paid last time. Well, let's just split the bill. And you know, and they know, that not only did you pay last time, you've paid the last seven times, 12 times. A conflict easily erupts when people are taken advantage of, when people are mistreated by strangers and by those we love, by those we're in a relationship with, a professional relationship, a friendship relationship, a marriage relationship, a paternal or maternal relationship. And we know as surely as the alternate member of the relationship knows when one of us is being mistreated. How many times have you done the work, the support on the front end in a relationship with perhaps the non-spoken agreement that at some point, some date in the future, your relationship partner will do the exact same for you only to get to that point and find for that relationship partner He or she has no plans to return the support that you've poured into their lives. How many times do conflicts begin in exactly these ways? I urge safety, protection, For each one of us, we must be kept safe from abusive treatment. And yet, we must learn to obey our Father. Not talking about letting things go. Not talking about knowing that you're being deceived or stolen from or lied to and just letting it go. No, what I'm talking about is the example of Christ Jesus himself being made in human likeness and yet taking the very nature of a servant. This this particular word, servant, we've talked about it at length because In today's world, everyone wants to lead. No one wants to serve. No one says, let me come early and help set up 
No one says, let me come early and provide the food, the ice cold water. No one says, I will stay after with you until this place is spotless. No one says, I will go to the pharmacy and pick up your prescription. I will bring dinner. I will clean your bathrooms, your kitchen. I will vacuum for you and sweep for you before everyone descends upon you. You don't have to worry. Let me serve you. I've shared many times on my blog and in Insta the concept that you will never lead more than you serve. You you will never outgrow service. In fact, you can tell the true heart of a leader immediately. I encourage you to look for it. In this time before we are together again, you will always know who the leader is. Pick five people. Pick seven people. Pick 30 people. I guarantee you, you will know the leader by the one who serves. The one who lets others go first in line. The one who lets others have a place in traffic when they're not thanked. When they're not acknowledged, you may let seven people in front of you and not be thanked or acknowledged, even with a simple wave. It's becoming so, so common. The ways that conflict develop are endless. But Christ Jesus found a way to serve. The concept here that we're discussing in Philippians is also found in one of my favorite chapters from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. 2 Corinthians, also a New Testament book. Listen to this, this, this powerful verse of Scripture. For we do not preach ourselves, meaning we do not herald We're not trumpeting. We're not announcing. We're not proclaiming. We do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Think for a moment. What were the definitions? What were the the Comparatives. What were the synonyms of a servant that we just spoke of in Philippians? Think for a moment. Can you remember them? This is one, a person, male or female, young or old, a person willingly placing themselves under another with the purpose of helping the intentions 
of the other. For we do not preach. We do not herald. We do not trumpet. We do not jump up and down. We do not publicly proclaim ourselves. But rather, but rather, Jesus Christ as Lord. Meaning, especially for those of us like me with this type of call to share the gospel, the good news, the good news of Christ Jesus, to share the word of God. We do not proclaim ourselves. We do not herald, trumpet ourselves. No, we preach Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves You know the word, you know the word, ourselves as your servants for Jesus's sake. The work that we are called to do is to preach, to share, to visit with others about Jesus Christ as Lord. In that, we willingly make ourselves servants to that call. In just a moment, sweet dearies, when I return, we will conclude our thoughts for today. Please stay with me. I will be right back. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by The Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Sweet dearies, next time when we gather together again, we will be getting in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, right where we're closing today. We will begin there as we continue this very powerful chapter entitled Treasures in Jars of clay. I want to conclude with y'all for today in chapter 4, verse 15 of 2 Corinthians. It's a very powerful verse. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. All this, all this, every conflict, every struggle, every hardship, all this is for your benefit. It's for my benefit. So that what? What? word so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. How similar to our text verse, our theme verse 
for this year-long look and study of grace. How similar are these two passages from the Lord? The entire counsel of God's Word speaks truth and relationship and love. All this is for your benefit, is for my benefit, so that grace, so that grace, reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. We are not preaching ourselves, but rather Christ Jesus, but rather the gospel of our Savior, but rather the word of God. Not just to hear the words, no. Rather, that grace is reaching more and more people and may yet cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. The exact opposite of conflict is relationship. As we continue to grow and learn more and more together in this precious year, this precious time of grace, we will see again and again and again Life begins with God's relationship to us and flourishes as we spread the good news, as we spread the gospel of his son and our savior, Jesus Christ, so that others may walk in these paths and so that our father is glorified, just like Christ himself knew. He could not grasp equality with his father And he did not choose to. Instead, he chose servanthood. As we ponder the gloriousness of the verses from both the Old and the New Testament, where we have spent our time today, as we ponder that over this next interim period until we're together again, it is my prayer that all of us will grow in this type of understanding and that understanding may begin to yield a softening and a willingness to serve. To serve our sweet sisters, to serve those in our communities, at work, in our marriages, to serve so that others may experience the graciousness of God, and that God is given all 
the glory. Y'all, I will save those stories that we are sharing together for another day when we are gathered together once again. Until that day, y'all, from me in Texas, with such thanksgiving for each one of y'all, can only say, that's a wrap. Bye for now.